Dear brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, John and George, both in their 70s, um, had been friends since their high school days. They held strong opinions and both were on the stubborn side. Consequently, they argued frequently and as a result, they often went for weeks without speaking to each other. It got to the point where after a heated argument on some trivial matter, John and George hadn't spoken to each other for several months. Then George became critically ill. He summoned John to his hospital bed and said that he wanted to heal their relationship before he died. So he took John's hand in, in his and whispered, John, I forgive you. Will you forgive me? John was deeply moved by his friend's uh, final gesture, but before he could reply, George, um, beloved, but remember, if I don't die, if I get well again, this doesn't count. Dear friends, when we place conditions on our willingness to forgive, of course, it does not count. Limited forgiveness is a contradiction in terms. Forgiveness counts when it acknowledges that only unconditional love can overcome the evil that divides and separates that only unconditional love can heal our wounded relationships, that only unconditional love can clear away the debris from the past that continues to estrange us from God and neighbor. The awesome reality of God's uh, forgiveness is that it always counts. We don't need uh, we don't have to plead or beg for it. We don't have to ask him even once for it. God's love and mercy is always being offered, always present to us, never withdrawn. God has already said, I give up, I give in, I love you, I forgive you. Dear friends, his forgiveness doesn't de depend on whether or not we ask for it. There is nothing we can do to change who God is or God's attitudes, uh, attitude towards us. Only change that takes place in our relationship with God necessarily takes place in us. Our plea for mercy and forgiveness, therefore, represents our acknowledgement of God's mercy and our acceptance of his forgiveness. The New Testament uh, revelation of our gracious, understanding, merciful, forgiving God is meant to change our attitude towards him and his creation not God's attitude toward us. 
An Irish uh, humorist tells the story of a mean, um, intemperate, selfish, unbelieving man named Pat who died. At the wake, the pastor of the church Pat's family attend uh, took on the, the tough task of eulogizing Pat. Having done the best he could, the priest asked if anyone would like to add a word or two. After a brief silence, a voice from the rear of the funeral parlor said, his brother was worse. That is a story to remember when we get to wondering about the limits of God's mercy. God does not only, or God not only loved that miserable Pat, he even loved Pat's brother. Dear friends, a mature Christian faith means more than accepting the reality of the higher order of being we call God. To say, I believe in God in a mature Christian way means to say, I trust God and I will live according to his rule. God's will be done. God's will as revealed by the Lord Jesus be done. And in today's gospel, for example, Jesus reveals God's will for our life and for your life and mine in the matter of forgiveness. The apostle Peter asks uh, Jesus, Lord, when my brother wrongs me, how often must I forgive him? Seven times? To which Jesus replies, not, no, not seven times. I say 70 times seven times. Dear friends, in Jewish uh, culture, um, wisdom, seven is a perfect number. So that's why you now Peter was, wanted to justify himself saying, is it um, seven times saying I should forgive him perfectly? And Jesus said, 70 times seven. He comes back to seven again saying, you know, it should be more than that, but it should be perfect. This is, uh, this is Jesus' way of saying that no limit whatsoever is to be placed on our need to practice mercy and forgiveness. The kingdom of God, Jesus explains to Peter, is built on a foundation of endless mercy and forgiveness. Why has God ordained that our human uh, fulfillment depends on the quality of our mercy? Why has God ordained that our peace of mind and soul, our happiness depends upon our willingness to forgive even our enemies? Who can give an answer? Who can claim to fully understand the awesome reality of God's love? Only God, of course, for God is love. Our knowledge of God is but a mere human glimpse. No one can fully understand the creative process of love and mercy and forgiveness. 
it all comes down to a matter of trust. God comes to us in person in the Lord Jesus Christ, asking us to trust him, telling us that in order to grow into the uniquely beautiful, fulfilled persons he wants us to become, we must learn to forgive the brother or sister who has wronged us unconditionally, not seven times, but 70 times seven. From Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, we read, you have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be sons of the Father who is in heaven. For he makes his son rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. Love your enemies. If the mere thought of it strikes fear into our heart, remember these words of Jesus. In the Gospel of Mark, chapter 5, verse 36, fear is useless. What is needed is trust. Therefore, dear friends, in order to position yourself under God's rule, in order to do God's will, in order to become the loving, caring, forgiving person God wants you to be, there is a necessary precondition you must fulfill, one prior to, uh, or one prior command, trust me. God is saying, trust me with your life. It will not always be easy. It will not always be uh, painless. But even when my will bewilders you, trust me. Do not panic. Do not be afraid, my daughter. Do not be afraid, my son. Your father is always with you. Difference, then our, our response could be, we acknowledge our sinfulness, Lord. Forgive us, uh, forgive our self-righteousness. Forgive our self-centeredness. Forgive our half-hearted efforts to understand the problems of others. Forgive us for all those times when we were too busy to listen. Forgive us, um, forgive our unki unkindness to other human beings. Forgive us for using and exploiting other human beings. Forgive us for failing to proclaim the good news of the gospel effectively, both in word and deed. Forgive us for our disobedience to your command to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. Why do you keep uh, talking about my past um, mistakes, said the husband. And uh, the wife said, uh, I thought you had forgiven, he said, I thought you had forgiven and forgotten. I have indeed forgiven and forgotten, said the wife, but I want to make sure you don't uh, forget that I have forgiven and forgotten. Dear friends, sinner says, remember not my sins, O Lord, and the Lord says, 
what sins I forgot them long ago. Hallelujah.